I'm not denigrating traditional treatment. I partook in traditional treatment. But I also want to give people hope that there, there is another way to, whether it's even to supplement or prevent reoccurrence. And so it's been phenomenal meeting just all of these inspirational people who are doing um, beautiful work. To- this is the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions Podcast, and I'm your host, Maya Acosta. If you're willing to go with me, together we can discover how simple lifestyle choices can help improve our quality of life and increase our longevity in a good way. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode, my friends. Here is another great interview from the Vegan Women Summit that I've been sharing with you. I mentioned that I recently went uh, to the summit in New York City, and there were many great conversations that took place, including panelists. And so you're going to hear from Kelly today. You're going to learn how Kelly Nadorni defied conventional cancer treatment and embraced a whole food vegan lifestyle after her breast cancer diagnosis. In this inspiring interview, she shares her journey to thriving and offers hope for those seeking alternative approaches to health and wellness. Please tune in to hear her powerful story of resilience, faith, and transformative power of nutrition. As always, the full bio and the links for each of my guests can be found on the website, healthylifestylesolutions.org. Let's meet Kelly. So I have Kelly Nardoni here. And what brings you to the Vegan Women's Summit? Thank you for the opportunity. So I learned online about the Vegan Women's Summit, and I became a a whole food, uh, plant-based vegan two years ago this June. I certainly love animals, and that's a big passion of mine. Um, But I I became a whole food vegan after a breast cancer diagnosis, and I was the patient among the uh, panel of physicians, the case study. And are you also interested in lifestyle medicine as well? Yes, thank you. Very much so. I'm actually a member of ACLM, an associate member. And so I, I'm learning from the doctors uh, all the time. And, but how it really came about and what I shared during today's panel discussion was, you know, I, I was diagnosed uh, April 1st, 2021. And, you know, I, I completed surgery um, and then also completed radiation. Now, in the middle there, as you know, they usually do chemotherapy for patients, um, but I did not rush into that. I really didn't want to make a fear-based decision, and I wanted to do my research. I'm very intellectually curious, like to read a lot, and really understand the decisions I'm making. So I interviewed uh, four oncologists uh, before choosing Philomena McAndrew with Cedars. And so in the middle there, uh, the second oncologist I interviewed she recommended what the others had, which was, and, and so did my current oncologist, in fairness, standard of care, conventional treatment. But, you know, they wanted to give me the red devil, um, doxyrubicin, which, as you know, may know, it's one of the most toxic chemotherapy agents. And so I had no lymph nodes involved. And so um, I thought, you know, this is prophylactic. And so I don't want to just survive. I want to thrive. And so we were looking at chemotherapy, forced menopause. I was 44 at the time and um, 10 years of medication with life-changing and and debilitating side effects potentially uh, that would impact quality of life. And so when I asked the second oncologist I interviewed, who was a guru at a world-class cancer center that I'd waited a month to see, I said, um, what about the power of nutrition to heal my disease and perhaps natural therapies, if not in conjunction with traditional, but in lieu of even? And she shook her head and said, 
Now, you know how many blueberries you would have to eat to make a difference? It, it, it's near impossible. They've done those studies. Now, just come, up, come on back for the chemo. And, and something didn't sit well with me. Now, as I walked up to that appointment that day, um, I'm a woman of faith, and so I, I'm big on signs. And I think it was a providential sign. I saw a little blue truck parked out in front of the cancer center with a skull and crossbones image and the word poison prominently emblazoned on the side. And I stopped and snapped a photo of it, actually. And, you know, I left pretty defeated that day after that appointment with her. And, but then I wandered into my local bookstore and saw Chris Wark's book, Crispy Cancer. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Okay. And so, as you may know, his logo on his book is also a skull and crossbones, but it's uh, two carrot sticks and an apple. And so I thought, there's my sign. There's my providential sign. And so I delved into his work, which really deals with the evidence-based nutrition, nutrition principles he used to combat and beat his stage 3 colon cancer 20 years prior. He's about my age. And also to remain cancer-free to this day. And so I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm going to roll the dice on this, and there's no guarantee any way, which way I go. Uh, but I... I contributed through my lifestyle choices to my cancer. I had no genetic predisposition, ate the standard American diet, not enough sleep, you know, 80 plus hour work weeks sometimes, um, and uh, too much caffeine and sugar. So I really delved into all of those aspects. Um, and I'm here two years later. All my cancer markers are, Dr. McAndrew monitors them. All of them are normal. And my circulating tumor cell tests have come back with no residual disease or no evidence of cells that match my original tumor. So uh, I'm very blessed, uh, but I realize I can't really let my foot off the gas because, uh, as you know, there's a 20 to 30 year metastatic window where um, this, you could have a reoccurrence, and I do have a high chance of reoccurrence. Let me see, just to clarify, because I don't know if I caught it, did you or did you not have a procedure and you did not do chemotherapy? You so I did do a lumpectomy surgery, um, and then I skipped chemotherapy, skipped forced menopause, either surgically or medically, uh, medically induced through medication. And then I also declined 10 years of aromatase inhibitor therapy. Uh, but I did say yes to radiation, which sometimes I have my doubts as to whether that was the right thing to do. But I did do that because uh, it was I considered it not a systemic treatment, but more localized. And so basically replaced the medication and the chemotherapy with lifestyle medicine principles and, and therapies interventions. So on my podcast, we really touch on lifestyle medicine, but I love having the specialists come on to talk about um, the different things that we can do uh, to prevent disease. But I really need to have more testimonials. I need to have more stories like yours on the podcast, really in general, because we can talk and talk and talk about how we can prevent, but it's not until someone actually comes on and says, I lived this way, I was diagnosed with this, and this is what I did to take control, which is, is a beautiful thing. You're an associate of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. When did you become involved with the college? I wanted to immerse myself in every bit of learning I could. Um, so I, I joined ACLM as an associate. Uh, I plan to attend the Plantrition Conference, the International Plant-Based Conference, and really any kind of content any kind of content I can consume, essentially, you know, Plant Strong. I'm an avid uh, listener of Plant Strong, Rip Esselstyn's work. And so I just, I just digest all of that to incorporate uh, new learnings into my regimen. 
and, and movement's a big one. So I'm a big fan of Dr. Sunderman. We spoke together. I'm a big fan too. And I'm, I'm the lay person that's just tanging along, you know, with the American College of Lifestyle Medicine, just loving it so much. So I've had Dr. Amy Commander on the show in the past talk about her work really in supporting breast cancer patients. So I really appreciate it that you're talking about this today. Tell us more about what, what it's like for you being here at the summit. Yes, it's been a real honor and privilege to meet like-minded individuals who not only share my passion for animals, I mean, that's certainly a part of veganism for me, and um, animal rescue, I'm a big uh, proponent of that. I just, my little one-year-old's poodle's waiting at home for me. Uh, her grandparents are taking care of her right now, Grace Kelly. Shout out to her. Um, but, uh, but also, it's been wonderful to meet, meet like-minded folks who both have come up to me and shared their story, whether it's they've lost a family member to breast cancer or they themselves are a survivor. I met a survivor that's 13 years out, and that brings me a lot of, that gives me a lot of hope and inspiration as well. And so, um, you know, a big part of I think what prompted me to come here today, Gloria Steinem has a quote. She's, she said, uh, you know, the final stage of healing is sharing your experience. And so this is healing for me, but I really hope to show others that whether they, I, I, I'm not denigrating traditional treatment. I partook in traditional treatment, but I also want to give people hope that there, there is another way to, whether it's even to supplement or prevent reoccurrence. And so it's been phenomenal meeting just all of these inspirational people who are doing um, beautiful work to save the animals, save our, our planet, and to save our health. And so I, I just, uh, there's so much positive energy in this conference, and uh, I'll definitely be back. It's my first time attending uh, because, you know, uh, I have this habit of overdoing it. And I was in 2019, when the pandemic happened, I was like, yeah, it needed to happen for me to take a break. 2019 kept me really busy. A lot going on this year, but I decided to come because I felt like it was an investment on myself. So I'm here to support women. I'm here to learn about brands. I'm here to learn about products that have been developed. Also, um, I love that investors can kind of taste, test, and sample and get to know the phase behind the product. So there, there's a lot of components to all that we're doing here at the summit. I love that the doctors are also being featured because that's important. We have to remember um, the health aspect of it. So, yeah. What else would you like to share with my listeners? And I have heard you on another podcast talk about your love for animals, rescuing animals. So tell us more about that if you'd like. Actually, my first foray into rescue was in 2014. I rescued a senior poodle from the Pasadena Humane Society, and I actually wrote a book about her in our three-and-a-half-year journey. Uh, the Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow, um, Love and Hope from a Senior Rescue Dog. We're kindred spirits, and so I, I wrote this book. It was a bit of a passion project, really, to encourage senior pet adoption. And uh, also have a resource list in the back where if you're interested in learning more about rescues in your state that specifically deal with seniors, because they're the forgotten pets, really, uh, that, uh, you know, you can learn more about that. So that was a real passion project for me. And so um, that was a delight. And we have a pet bed company, too, uh, as well. And so I just, I love animals. And uh, probably if I had another life, I would have been like the next Jane Goodall or something. But at any rate, um, you know, we're so I dabble in a bit of this, uh, you know, uh, whole food, plant based uh, food, I think, is, is really a passion of mine going forward, not only for my own survival, but also to share that message and that you really someone else here said today, you're not giving anything up. Look at all that you're getting. 
by giving up the standard American diet and whatever our favorite foods were. But look at all you're getting, the energy, the vibrancy, the health, um, all of it. So, um, so that's really, you know, I would, and I would also echo what um, my physician teammate on our panel said, Dr. Robin Tiger, which is just make a 1% change each day. It doesn't have to be going all vegan. Maybe it's one meal a week, one meal a day, you know, that consists of primarily plants. And so I think that's a way to look at it because otherwise it can be overwhelming. But it was easy for me in many ways because I had leverage on myself for my survival. But I know not everybody has that opportunity. So uh, thankfully, but, but there's other ways to approach it. So it's really about improving your quality of life and extending your longevity. Dr. Michael Greger will be touring in 2024, I want to say. And you, you're familiar with all his books. But it's on longevity. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Kelly, I want to thank you so much for stopping by. And would you like to share any um, links, websites, social media, or anything like that? Thank you so much for the opportunity, Maya, to, to be a part of your podcast. And just wonderful to get to know you and your work. Uh, you know, I'm not big on social media yet. Uh, big in that I don't post. That's what I mean by that. But certainly you can connect with me at kellynardoni.com. I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram, uh, more so for my dog rescue endeavors, but, uh, but please connect with me. I'd, I'd love to meet other like-minded folks. So thank you. In this enlightening conversation, Kelly Nardoni reminds us that our health is in our hands. Her experience with breast cancer and her decision to embrace a whole food vegan lifestyle teaches us the importance of being informed, empowered, and willing to explore alternative paths to wellness. Her story is a testament to the healing potential of nutrition and lifestyle choices. Let it inspire you to take control of your health journey and make positive changes that can truly transform your life. I hope that you enjoy this interview from the Vegan Women Summit that took place in New York and look out for more great episodes as we meet more great plant-based women. You've been listening to the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions podcast with your host, Maya Acosta. If you've enjoyed this content, please share with one friend who can benefit. You can also leave us a five-star review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash HLS. This helps us to spread our message. As always, thank you for being a listener.